Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This is a segment for not only diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, and your host for today. And as always, I am joined with my two good friends, Trevor Sunshine, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor, and the Vanilla Gorilla, Scots, who can be found on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. So... Bringing this podcast out a little late, but we're going to keep it the usual kind of setup here. We're going to get into one play, one number, and then talk about some of the changes that the Brewers brought forth uh, last week. So let's not waste any time here, guys. Let's jump right into it to the Mariners series, um, eventually losing two out of the three there. Um, But what stuck out to you guys this series? Scott, go ahead. All right. Um, my play was in the win. Uh, started off with a uh, lead by a suicide squeeze. Chase Anderson bunts for Ryan Braun to run home. So that was my play of the series. My number is nine, which, if you don't know, that's how many innings are in baseball. <laughs> And that is how many Craig Council says that the Brewers need to play good for if they want to keep winning, (laughs) which makes some sense to me. I I mean, I think that's how you would win if you play good every inning of every game, right? I mean, we played an 18-inning game and won. (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? So you just give up after nine good ones? Apparently. (laughs) Bad managing right there. (laughs) I think we could all be managers if that's the logic it takes. All right. You want to hit the ball as hard as you can every time. (laughs) And hit it where the other players aren't. Yep. Seems pretty simple to me. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, my play for that series is in the same game, um, and it's Orlando Arcia's three-run home run. Obviously, when you win four to two, that's a pretty big play in the game. Um, Would have won it himself there, obviously. But I kind of want to talk about this was a very – it was towards the end of the pitching struggles that the Brewers were having. Um, so my number is eight, and that's how many earned runs that the starters gave up in this series, um, which my number in the next one will kind of show you how terrible that is, and especially considering that 
because the starters were so terrible, they did not get a lot of innings pitched in this one as well, but they still gave up eight earned runs, which is terrible. Yeah, so the pitching, yeah. Zach Davies, what, went four innings in the first game. His struggles kind of continued. I mean, obviously he made up yeah. for it later, but um, that was a bad, bad yeah, run. I mean, <laughs> Davies, four innings, four earned runs, and then – Adrian Hauser, who is making his first start in a while, he only got through two innings, took him 60 pitches, and he gave up three. Um, so then only one earned run from the other starter, but still, that was that was rough. Yeah, that last starter was Chase Anderson, who went five and a third, um, but took 94 pitches to get there. Um, so, yeah, starting pitching. It's given us all headaches for a while, but it seems like they're kind of turning it around. Uh, and then my play from the series... You better knock on some wood. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, my play from the series was Brahan's sliding catch. Um, it was in the first inning of game one, robbing Vogelbach of a base hit. And it kind of looked like... I'm trying to think RC was playing... RC might have been coming out. I could have swore they were going to collide. But, you well, know, Brahan slid down and brought it in really awkwardly but um good to know he can still run out there with the young guns um <laughs> uh, and then my number from the series was four which marked the fourth series in a row that the brewers had lost uh obviously the last week we ranted about getting swept by the padres and all the struggles have been going on and they continued against the mariners in which I was hoping to turn it around. We got to see Ben Gamble start a few games against his former club. Um, Lorenzo Cain was obviously gone for a couple of those, um, getting a cryotherapy shot in his hand. But, you know, it's just something about Brewers and playing last-place teams. Uh, I don't know if I'm to the point where I say we play down to our competition, but there's something weird going on there. We we can't put everything together and win the games we need to. Um, so glad we're getting out of glad the Mariner series is done and maybe once we start playing some real competition here um, we'll get back to winning which would be kind of weird but you guys have anything else from the Mariner series at all nope alright well let's Uh. transition into the Pirates in which hey guess what we won a series incredible we've been since like the middle of June (laughs) Uh, lost the first game 3-2, to two, was instantly pissed. Um, then they took the last two games, winning 3-1 to one, and then 2-1 to one on Sunday. Uh, so what things you guys got for me? You go, Chevy. Um, so for this one, I think it was the Saturday game. My play doesn't really involve the Brewers, but... Clint Hurdle made a stupid decision to challenge. I believe it was Custon Hero was stealing second. They called him safe. Um, when you looked at the replay, it didn't look like they would be able to overturn it. You couldn't really tell. Um, but he challenges anyways. They can't overturn it, so he loses his challenge. And I can't remember if it was later that inning or in the next inning. Um, if he would have had that challenge, it would have been a very easy overturn but he didn't and there was a call at first that was I saw it live and if I see it live you know it's an issue that the ump missed it 
Um, it was a good half step that the runner was safe by at first, and he called him out. And obviously, if he would have had his challenge, it might have turned out a little different. Um, small things like that do manifest themselves in big ways in baseball. Um, and then the other thing, going along the starting pitching, like I said in the first series um, against the Mariners, this series against the Pirates, much better. Instead of eight, they had three earned runs, the starters did in this series. So a lot better in this series. They just looked a lot better. And obviously when in two of the games you give up one run and the other game you give up three, which still isn't that terrible for nine innings, you, you'll take that every time. So if they can continue with that that good of a rotation and – everyone pitching that well will be in good shape yeah 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 yeah. um my play of the series was christian yelich hits his 1000th hit of his career um he sent it just short of being a home run bounced off the wall got a double out of it but (laughs) that's just crazy 1000 that's a lot of hits, man, and he's just getting warmed up. So hopefully, hopefully he's going for ten thousand next. <laughs> but ten is my next number, and that is because Brandon Woodruff is the first pitcher in the NL to get to ten wins, which is pretty good, man. I mean, to be the first in the NL to do anything besides strike out but is something to be proud of so um i'm glad to see woody's been doing good this year and hopefully he can keep it up as well we definitely need that from our pitching staff it's good to see he's a nice bright spot there i agree i i don't know about ten thousand hits there scott but i'm just hope i'm hopeful that i'm around for yelch's two thousandth hit um is that That'd be awesome. It, you got to set the bar high. Yeah, set it high. It, it's weird because he was actually slumping. He was sitting at 999 for the longest time. And he just kept deep flying out or did strike out or he'd get walked. And actually, his batting average, I think, dropped down to, you know, a quote-unquote poor, like 320 at one point. You know, he's in that big of a slump. Um, so it's good that he finally got it, and now he's picking up the hits and homers again. Um, anyway, so my play um, from this series um, was Tyler Saladino's bare hand play. That um, was a crazy play. Obviously, he gets called up. Maybe we could talk about this a little bit later. Due to they don't think RC is producing as well defensively. Um, weird. But... Uh, he made a splash right away, um, and then the next inning, um, there was a couple botched double plays between Saladino and Piera at second, and that I mean that ultimately ended up costing the Brewers the game. Um, They're by no means routine double plays, um, but uh, I think it was the second potentially turned double play. It was kind of like a line drive right at Saladino, and Piera took a step in. And then he paused, like, I'm not sure Saladina caught it or not. And then he started running to second. He's like, oh, crap. And then that ultimately resulted in the runner being safe by, you know, a step at first base. Um, 
So uh, there are obviously going to be some growing pains with Hiera in this process. Um, but Tyler Saladino, for those of you who don't know, has been tearing it up in AAA. So it was just a matter of time before he got promoted this year with how well he's doing. And he's been able to produce at the big league level before. Um, it's just a matter of that consistency or not. Because he obviously came up and hit some home runs early last year and got an extended visit and then kind of slumped after that. So we'll see. New year, new Saladino, same mustache. We'll see how it all plays out. You guys got anything else on the Pirate Series? Yeah. No, sir. All right. Well, I kind of was talking about one already, but Brewers made – a bunch of roster moves. Um, obviously, Hayera came up. Shaw goes down. Jimmy Nelson to the injured list. Burns comes up to replace him. And Saladino comes up, and Perez gets designated for assignment. And I believe that would have been last Friday already. So by this coming Friday, within the next couple days, the Brewers either have to A, trade him, or B, he'll be placed on waivers, in which another club can pick him up for the league minimum. Um, so obviously he's off the Brewers' four-to-man roster. So be interesting to see what happens with him, as I haven't heard much since then. But uh, there's a lot of information going on there. Um, I guess let's start with the big one. We knew it was coming. We were talking about it. What do you guys think of the call-up with Hayera? Oh, he that was beautiful. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, yeah, we've been asking for it. A lot of people have been asking for that for a while. So it's good to see. Hopefully it uh, works out. I don't see it why it wouldn't, but hopefully it does. The only thing I'm concerned about is them moving him back down. Why would they move him back down? Uh, when Shaw figures it out. Hmm. Well, I mean, that'd be a good problem to have, essentially. Um, then uh, you could run into... It depends when Travis Shaw figures it out, assuming that he does this year anyway. I mean, you could see us DFA Jesus Aguilar, who still isn't picking it up this year. Or if we end up nope. getting, you know, trading him before that, um, that could be a way to bring Shaw back up. But... Unless if they take Saladino down, um, then Hayera technically could stay. But there's a couple different options there. Yeah, I mean, the Saladino move makes the most sense to me. I don't think they're going to DFA Aguilar. That, yeah, I get it, he's been struggling this year, but <laughs> there's a lot of potential there. There's not a ton of potential with Hernan Perez, so I'm fine with that move. Um but that's the thing. I, they're not. I can 100% guarantee Travis Shaw is going to be back up with the Brewers at some point before the postseason starts. So I imagine shortly after the trade deadline, if not before, possibly, but at the very, very least, he's going to be up for September call ups. So he'll be back up at one point or another. Um, we'll see if that affects Keston at all. Or, like you said, Tyler, maybe Saladino goes down or something else happens. Maybe someone gets hurt. 
because injuries are a very real part of any sport. So there's that possibility, I guess, as well, even though we don't want to really talk about that. In a, in a long-term picture, I think, say Travis Shaw doesn't figure it out this year. Um, obviously, with a fresh start in 2020, maybe he'd be okay, but let's, let's pretend he doesn't. Um, then looking forward to like the offseason, like, obviously Moose is at third right now, but he's on a, on a one-year deal um, and getting paid a good chunk of money. Um, and the Brewers obviously have Grandall on a one-year deal too. Um, so I don't know how realistic it is to bring both of those guys back. Um, it's obviously pretty early to start thinking about that, but Moose is an all-star this year. Um, so it's not like I want to let him go, but in the future I could, I would love a Moose at third and here at second um, outlook. That That's a lot of offense, and once Hayera gets the wrinkles figured out defensively, um, that's very solid lineup. Yep. I would agree with that, Tyler. You know, I love me some moose. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but there is potentially missed with Hernan Perez. We never got to see him at catcher, so that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, Perez was the first transaction under Craig Council that was made. Uh, obviously, he doesn't necessarily make those calls, but I mean, when it looked like the Brewers were in a time of rebuild, he was a bright spot, and he kind of ultimately earned that super utility role once we started picking up some better players. And you know, he's a trustworthy guy; he could throw anywhere. Um, but just just given the way this that this lineup looks right now, or this roster looks, and the season that he's having, it, it ultimately didn't make sense to keep him. As sad as it is, um, so. It's it'll be interesting to see if he goes anywhere and how well he does. Um, speaking of people who aren't playing well, according to Craig Council, he said Orlando Arcia has been disappointing defensively, and that's why they brought Tyler Saladino up. So they are to split time at shortstop. Obviously, Saladino got the first couple games in what he got in which he got the call, um, which is always nice to do that for those guys. Um, and we saw Orlando Arcia respond very well last year when he got sent down when he was in that hitting slump. Um, so, you know, I think I think you kind of have to look this as, you know, it's kind of say um, by the, what Craig Council's trying to do. So hopefully Orlando Arcia can rise to the occasion like he did last year. And, I mean, he does have – he had 11 errors last time I looked, which last year he ended with 15. So the errors are up. Um, so hopefully he can turn that around. What do you guys think about Arcia and Saladino? Yeah, I think a lot of this could be related to frustration. I mean, we've been playing some bad teams, and we haven't been winning – and if it is someone who maybe Craig Council is maybe on the fence, like, oh, maybe uh, maybe they haven't been doing too well or something and and we've been sucking ass, now's the time to send them, right? I mean, give them, give them this time while we're in this slump and then there's the all-star break. So, I mean, might as well now. 
Yeah, I think I think it's the right decision. Um, light a fire under Arcia's ass and make sure that he's really focused and figuring it out. I imagine on the other side of the All-Star break, we're going to see Arcia assume the shortstop roles. I think this is very brief and not at all permanent. Um, Arcia is the better player. Arcia has been a lot better at the plate. I think they just want him to continue to do what he is very, very good at, and he's had errors this year, so they're trying to clean up his game mentally, and hopefully this little bit of a benching or whatever you're going to call it is going to help him focus back up and figure it out defensively. Yeah, man, yeah, So I agree. Switching out of them. Speaking of guys who needed time to figure it out, um, that is why Corbett Burns was sent down not that long ago, last week, week and a half maybe. Uh, but anyway, with the injury to Jimmy Nelson, um, apparently has some fluid in his elbow, um, which I guess has been going on for a while. It just became a pro- big enough problem that the Brewers felt they needed to address it now. And obviously he walked four batters in his outing against the Mariners, so, you know commands what he's been struggling with so hopefully get some time there i would have liked to see in burns down more in the minors um but when things like this happen there's not much you can do about it uh, and he struck out the side the other night um so potentials there with burns do you guys have anything else on the nelson and burns moves at all no no they did what they had to do. Yeah, that, that's what it comes down to. Um, all right, so let's move on. Some good talk here. Brewers have some all-stars this year, um, which all-star game is, what, July 9th, so week away already um, as we're recording this on July 2nd. Um, so Christian Yelch is a top vote-getter. Um, he's the first Brewer to start in the all-star game since 2014, in which Gomez, Lucroy, and Aram all started. <laughs> So that's kind of crazy in itself. Um, reserves this year, Moose, Grandall, and then Josh Hader. Oh, Josh Hader's not a reserve, I guess. Sorry. He's got elected in as a relief pitcher. Um, and then I guess the ultimate snub really is Brandon Woodruff. I mean, we talked about him leading the National League with first one to ten wins. He's within the top five in strikeouts for pitchers. Um, so... What do you guys, you guys have any thoughts on this year's All-Star crew at all? Anyone? Scott? <laughs> uh, I can go. Um, so, I just want to agree, first off, that Woody is definitely a snub. Um he has easily been the most consistent player or starting pitcher, I guess. Um, which I don't know if you guys remember, but someone called that before the season started. Um, I, I think his name was Trevor. He he called that one. Um, I got the the numbers a little bit wrong. He almost had a complete. He's almost had a complete game. He's had eight plus inning starts, but he haven't hasn't had a whole game. I said sub 2-5 ERA. That's a bit steep <laughs> um, for pretty much anyone. 
um, unless they're a bona fide ace. Um, but overall, I just want to say I called it, and I am upset that he didn't get the get in the game. Um, but there's a lot of good starting pitchers out there, so I, I get it. But it would have been nice to see him out there, hopefully. I think he was named an alternate, um, so at least he got that kind of validation of having a good season. He was close to making it, if that's any consolation. Um, but obviously, the four that actually made it, I mean, was there any doubt that those four players were going to make it at all? Not really, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I'm in the same boat. It sucks that Woodruff didn't get enough attention there. Did they like? Do they release any numbers or anything to go along with that? Like, who just missed the cut and stuff like that? Uh, not for pitchers. At least not that I'm aware of. Not for pitchers, just for everyone else. Yep. That's stupid. <laughs> Poor baseball. <laughs> Well, the fans don't get to vote on pitchers. They only get to vote on position players. And then the pitchers are chosen so, by like a committee of some sort. Oh, my God. And you guys want me to like this story. <laughs> Well, you can propose a rule change and send it on in. Go, that go doesn't back you make up. any sense to me. <laughs> I agree. It is kind Whatever. of weird. Well, I'm not going to get into it. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Look, my cat's getting pissed off about it too. Is your cat mad that uh, Christian Yelch is going to be participating in the home run derby this year, and then he's going to slump all the second half? Or how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think she's just pissed off that she got fixed. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about our all-star predictions next week, right? That that seems like a very good thing to do. We made those, what, back in March, I believe. So I don't even remember what mine was. So that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that'll come next week. I have no idea. Good. Good. I haven't even kept up with my Ryan Braun prediction. I'm going to assume he's blowing it out of the water. <laughs> Good assumption. Probably not. <laughs> uh, all right. Only other all-star news. Uh, Brewers pitcher Devin Williams got selected to pitch in the Futures game, uh, which was our first-round pick in 2013. Um, so he's in double-A, um, 25 years old. Um, he had Tommy John surgery in 2017, so obviously missed all that season. Um, and batters are batting, like, below 200 on him this year, so... Obviously having a very successful year, well-deserved for him. Good to see him bounce back after injury. Um, all right, next we're going to move into our month in review segment because it is July already. Uh, so month of June, Brewers go 11-13, and 13, so a little bit below 500. Uh, I guess the only bright spot I can really find in the fact the Brewers lost their last 11 of 18 games, uh, the Cubs lost their last 10 of 17. Um, so everybody's kind of slumping in the central all at once. Um, even when you look to the Cardinals, who were just on a five-game skid not too long ago, Pirates, Reds, 
it's kind of close, but nobody's really that far above 500. So interesting how that's shaking out. I figured it'd be tight, but just not with these kind of records. Um, so let's move on here into into our cup check. We take one player each month that we want to give a swift kick in the nads to, um, try and get them going. In the past, we've done Brewer's first baseman, and it seems like Eric Thames is well on his way to claiming all the innings there. Um, he's been on a tear lately. Um, so who you guys got? Who are you going to cup check this month? Scott, go ahead. Uh, man, I, don't, I, I really don't want to pick. Travis Shaw, <laughs> but I feel like he's the one who needs it the most. And I, I mean, there's there's a couple guys that are obvious candidates, so I'm just gonna keep saying it until it happens. Gonna kick Shaw in the nuts. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who you got, Trevor? One second. Oh, must be digging up some stats. Well, while while he's uh, well, no, I I just wanted to double make sure. Um, I have one beforehand. I am gonna kick our host Tyler right in the <laughs> nuts. What? <laughs> because he said that the Brewers were eleven and thirteen in the month of June. They were definitely thirteen and thirteen. If he knew uh, how to count. Yeah. Um, I probably forgot to add the last two Pirates games. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> um, yeah. So You're right up there with all the first basemen. <laughs> yeah, I seem to. We think we kick you in the nuts every time, too. <laughs> yeah, there was another time I remember picking you. I don't even remember what you did. Though. I know what it was for. Um, it's for the fact that it is possible to have an on-base percentage lower than your batting average. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that happens, like, never. It happened one time in history, and it's, like, bullshit that it happened, first off. I still don't agree with it. It's a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to go um, and say Corbin Burns. I'm pretty sure that's who I said last month, too. Um, but I think if... If it's in the starting rotation, if it's in the bullpen, we need his arm. He's so electric, um, and we just need him back. So that's who I'm voting for, giving a swift kick in the nads, and hopefully he can pick it up and figure it out in July and August and the rest of the year going into the postseason. So you, are you targeting, like, the right nut this time because it was a left nut last month? or? <laughs> yeah, yep. So I got both of Corbin's and both of yours right now have gotten some nice jolts to them. Does that recently. mean I have electric nuts if Burns is electric too? Uh, maybe you're, not. You're, you're stretching this too far. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Me either, but it sounds cool. Me either. Uh, all right anyway he's gonna get another one soon before we end this episode <laughs> yeah next one next one is a kick in your vagina <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh 
I'm scared to do my nomination now. Dang it. <laughs> All right. My nomination for this month, I'm going with a good old Chase Anderson. I contemplated giving it to Ulysse Chassin, um, but at least since he's came back from the IL, I can see potential of him turning it around with stringing some good performances in there, just not very deep. Um, but Chase Anderson's just frustrating. He'll give me one start where I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And then the next start, like, he just completely blows up. So he's he's bipolar in his pitching. And it's supposed to be his bounce-back year um, after leading the majors last year and giving up the most amount of home runs. And the consistency's not there. And obviously, we talked about starting pitching earlier. That's what we need in this from this rotation. We need... We need some consistency. Um, so my that's my nomination for this month. Um, I guess we'll have to see who turns it around. Did I say anything there that was cup check worthy of myself? No. Good. <laughs> I think you are. All right. All right. The cup check is done. We will... This week, the Brewers are obviously taking on the Reds, which game two is underway right now. And we have the Pirates for three games. And then it's the All-Star break already. So over halfway through the amount of games played already. Um, Brewers finished above 500. That's a plus. Obviously, we expect more. And we'll see if they're able to do that. So that'll be it from us this week, and we'll catch you at our... No- oh, One more thing. What do you got? Um, just quick, don't elaborate at all, yes or no. Is Yellow going to get over 50 home runs this year? Yes. Yep. I agree. <laughs> Good call, everyone. You know, it... We right. all get a cup check if it's wrong. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Bring him back to the All-Star game. Jesus Aguilar was the number one seed last year with 23 home runs. And Yelch is at, what, 31 right now? Yep. So, yeah, because he homered yep. today. So That's incredible. And Moose is, Moose is at, he homered today too, so he's got to be at, what, 24 now? So. That's my boy. It's awesome. All right. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week. Go Brewers. Yeah. Peace.